Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joy Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Here the number is toll free, 1-866-405-8405 to reach out to anyone of the dream team, answer your questions about your pet, celebrate that connection. Big show for you today. I see Stacy Cohen working hard in the newsroom. She actually gets in here like two or three hours before we even show up working on these uh, news stories. What do you got going on today? There's a lot of things that we like as humans that we think are wonderful, like chocolate or raisins. Certain grapes might not be good for your dog, but we love them. Medical marijuana, or now recreational marijuana, because, uh, I mean, Colorado is letting people use it as a recreational substance. Um you know, it might be pleasant for some humans, and you may be wondering, is pot good for my pet? Well, I'm going to tell you what the verdict is on that coming up on Animal Radio News. I, I don't even need to wait. I know what the verdict is on that. <laughs> I, the last thing I want is my cat sitting around munch, with munchies on the couch all day eating potato chips. I I'm know. I'm not going to let that happen. Let's go to Debbie. Hey, Debbie, how are you? Hi, good. Where are you calling from today? Uh, Missouri. Missouri. What's going on? How can we help you? Um, I'm having a problem with my keys. She's about 10 years old, and about three weeks ago, she started taking poop out of the litter box, and she doesn't eat it. She just leaves it in our room. And I've, uh, I don't know why she's suddenly doing it, but, you know, I figured out a solution. I put a baby gate up and cut a hole for the cats. Well, now she's outside the gate whining to get in, because she's mad that she can't get in. So I'm really, you know, I feel like it's spiteful because she's not eating it, and she just puts it in our room. And I don't see her do it, so I can't reprimand her at the time that she's doing it. This this is a dog, you said? Yeah. What, what kind of dog? A key sound. Okay. Oh, okay. Why would you think a dog is being spiteful? Well, she's not eating it. And, you know, I, I, I never had a problem with her eating, you know, even her own outside. And it's been, you know, a pile put on my bed, a pile put on our floor. And one time it was in my daughter's room on her floor. Does your and dog just, sleep with you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, without going into why they do this, um, because that's just a long explanation of, again, being in charge and being a leader and, and being a person who has structure and rules, gives a dog structure and rules. And, and we see what happens when people don't give dogs structure and rules because they attribute human emotions to them, like you're saying your dog is being spiteful, which is a human emotion. And, you know, I don't, I don't believe personally that dogs are ever spiteful, that they, that they even comprehend that concept. You know, they're pretty basic. They're kind of like guys. If you want to really put a dog in terms of humans, they're like guys. You know, they're simple. You know, they want to sit on the couch and watch the game and be left alone, have fun. They live in the moment. They don't think about what happened to yesterday or what's going to happen to tomorrow. So you did a good thing by taking the space away from the dog and letting the dog know the litter box is now off limits. And just let the dog whine and pay no attention because in time the whining will stop. If I were you... I would take back other spaces because the easiest way to keep a dog from putting poop into your bed is to not allow the dog into your bed to begin with, which is always a good idea because in the dog world, your bed is your domain. That's where you sleep. That's where the leader of the pack sleeps, and the other dogs are never allowed into that space. When you allow a small dog or a, or a, a little dog or a weak dog into your space like that, 
A lot of times it's okay, and a lot of times it confuses them. It's like telling them, okay, I'm not in charge, you're in charge. And when you tell a dog they're in charge, you know, they're going to do stuff like that. If they're fascinated with poop or if they find a bone outside or a deer carcass, they'll drag it into your bed. You know, it's not because they're being spiteful. It's because, hey, this is my space. I'm just letting her hang out here. I'm going to chew my deer carcass right here because I love my space and I love my deer carcass. See, that's how they are. They're just animals. And everything they do is because of what we do, all the different signals that we send them. So the best thing you can do to give your dog happiness and pleasure is to give your dog rules and structure that you obey every single day. Like if you feed your dog, you feed them the same time every day. You go through the same ritual every day. If you take them outside, you take them outside on the leash first and you make them work a little for his freedom. You make them behave on the leash before you give them freedom. Everything a dog does, Every pleasure that a dog gets has to be because you're giving it to your dog. That's what tells dogs, hey, this is my leader. This is the one who runs things. This is the one who's going to protect me if there's an attack. This is the one I follow. And when you do that, dogs usually stop uh, behaving in kooky ways like this, where they, they stop marking in your house. They stop dragging stuff into your bed. It's all about structure and rules. Uh, same thing with your daughter's room. You know, the dog is just probably just, hey, this is my space, and I'm going to put poop here because this is my this is not this is not the girl's space this is my sp- i own this so yeah, the dog has the to be taught you know? we can come up with is um we're truck drivers and she's home you know we're gone about four days a week and she goes in and sleeps with her well it's gotten to the point where you know she'll want in then she wants out she'll want in so my daughter you know shut the door and kicked her out and that's kind of the connection we made when she started doing this which is why we thought she was mad no, she's not mad. What she's done is she's learned how to manipulate the humans. Okay, so here's the thing. The dog gets shut up out of your room, and the dog has learned that by making noise and crying and scratching at the door, that eventually the outcome will be you let her back in. And so as long as you do that, you will have the same outcome because the dog has nothing but time on his hands. you got to take control and go, nope, you're not coming back in here. And the best punishment for a dog, my favorite punishment for a dog is, I have a dark room with no light and no sound, like a garage. And whenever my dog is bad, I'm like, bad dog, go to your garage. And then he goes in there. And for 20 minutes, I just leave him in the dark where he can just absorb and contemplate and think about why he's in there, which works because dogs hate being locked away from the pack. They hate it. So when they're in a dark room and it's quiet, uh, unless they're destructive and they chew, then you have to put a kennel in there and you put them in the kennel in the dark room. But once you take them out of the dark room, you just don't talk to them, just like a kid that's been put in time out. It's on to the next thing. You know, the less talk you do, the better. So you've got to establish rules in your head. Where's the dog going to be allowed? Where's the dog not going to be allowed? When's the dog going to go out? When's the dog not going to go out? How am I going to let him play? How am I going to stop him from playing? What's the time to play? When, how does the dog earn play time? And then you play with him. And so you have to decide in your house what's off limits, what's not off limits. And there should be rooms and places that are off limits to a dog. That's what tells the dog, hey, these people are in charge. My dog lives in the kitchen. He's not allowed out of the kitchen. He's got a huge kitchen. He lives in the kitchen and the laundry room. He is not allowed out of that space. You know, and I've got five acres and he spends most of his time outside. We play with him. We exhaust him. And then it's into the kitchen on his rug where he's very happy to be because he understands that's where he's going to get treats. That's where I'm going to go. Good boy, Rudy, when he's on his rug. So he gets affection. He associates that place with goodness and, and a great place to be. And the rest of the house we own.
His kitchen looks like a Norman Rockwell painting. Can you imagine the dog <laughs> on the carpet? He's got his own rug, yeah. you know, from Home Depot, indoor-outdoor rug, and his food's there. And, you know, when I feed him, I make him wait a full two minutes on the clock before he's allowed to eat, you know. All these little things you do to say, hey, I'm your boss. But they like that. That's what they need to be happy. They need to know who the boss is. You think you can be the boss, Debbie? Yeah. <laughs> I know that, um, you know, she's as she's gotten older, it seems like we have to retrain. that She's going back to old habits. Well, she's not really going back to old habits. It's all what you guys are doing. The solutions to the problems of 90% of the dog owners is to take a good, long, hard, a good, long look in the mirror. It's like a great football coach once said to me. He said, successful people, when they fail, they always analyze from the inside out. They, they, they put the spotlight on themselves and try to figure out what they're doing wrong. And unsuccessful people look for everybody else to blame. They look around and it's like, it's that guy's fault. It's that woman's fault. It's the dog's fault. It's never the dog. It's always the humans. Everything you're doing is the reason why your dog behaves the way your dog behaves. you got to reinforce the rules. Just because your dog knows a rule doesn't mean he's not going to test you every now and then. That's what they do because they're like kids. they get got nothing but time on their hands. They're like, oh, I'm not allowed to scratch on the door, but there's a bunny. I'll scratch on the door. And then you have to walk over and take the space and go, uh-uh, you're not allowed to do that. You know that. you got to reinforce the rule that the dog already knows instead of letting the dog get away with it. So it's a little work. Yeah, I got to admit, um, I, I started listening to your show on the XM and learned so much that, you know, we did everything wrong from the beginning. And, you know, it's just really nice to, you know, be able to hear the different training things. And, you know, we were one of these people. We let the dog run the house. <laughs> yes, I understand that. And I, I know that already. Because I know that you sleep with your dog, and anybody who lets their dog sleep with them, you can rest assured that the dog is running the show. I know. You know, she goes to the door when it's time to go out, and it's like, she has us trained. It's not that we have her trained. She's got you wrapped around her finger. Yep, her little (laughs) paw. Hey, Debbie, thanks for your call today. Good to hear from you. So, Alan, question. Yes, yes. Question is... Tell um, me, Joseph. Yes, Joseph, what? So, if, if, if a dog, I mean, that's that's just... Crapping in the bed is just one of those things where the dog thinks that's his domain, and, and he's just doing no, the it dog wasn't the dog he, wasn't he crapping in the bed. He was taking the kitty's poop and putting it in the bed. Isn't that weird? There's a big, big oh, that's, difference. That's special. There. Yeah, that is special because that give that him some banaka. Well, see, but in the dog mind, that's something he enjoys. You know, he's telling the cat, "Oh, this is my litter box, and this is my poop." And he's taking the cat's poop, and he's putting it in his domain, in his little den where he sleeps. This is mine, you know. That That's what that is. I mean, the, the way they think is just so ridiculous and kind of funny because, you know, a human being would never want poop. But to a dog, it could be a special thing. Hey, don't knock until you tried it. <laughs> Toll free, 1-866-405-8405 to the Dream Team right now. You can talk to Dr. Debbie about your vet questions, uh, dog trainer Alan Cable, and dog father Joey Volani with your grooming questions. He was, of course, on uh, Groomer Has It. He's top-notch judge and groomer. And uh, he's also going to be talking about what the pads of feet that are you know exposed to the salt in the winter and keeping them protected. Am I right? That's what it says right here. I could be completely wrong. No, that's 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 exactly right. I mean, it's um, 
you know, some dogs don't have a problem with it, and other dogs just end up having a problem with it. So this is just a good way of, of protecting them, and um, you never have to worry about it. I know Judy puts Ladybug in the sink after all these salty walks and washes her toes. But I... Well, yeah, when she goes out to the beach, I just take her home and put her in the sink and wash her feet. That'd be a little hard to do what with about a when she... Yeah. What about when she goes clubbing? What do you do then? She comes home, you know, she's hard night up at dancing and partying. What do you do for them? Anything for that? Well, I take off her pumps, her high heels. Of course. <laughs> Don't be silly, she of course. Goes to bed. Gosh. Uh, this portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Stella and Chewy's. Check out their brand new size introductory package. Eight and a half ounces for three ninety nine of all their flavors. Four ninety nine for the phenomenal pheasant. You can try all the flavors before you choose which one your dog will love. Of course, that's the official dog of Ladybug the Studio. Stunt dog, Stella and Chewy's. Check out their website. It's not the official dog of Ladybug Stunt Dog. It's the official food. The words are all yes. there. You put yes. them in order, okay? Okay. George and Gracie. Some guy discovered shots. He read everything about blood cells and viral antibodies and said, Hey, look, I can stab people with this and they don't get smallpox anymore. And everyone was like, Great, stab me. That guy was an expert. Experts are the best because they tell everyone what they know and then not everyone has to be an expert. Like with the new healthcare law. You don't have to be an expert on that because TurboTax is. They studied it, broke it down, and simplified it. So now you can do your own taxes. Smallpox free. Intuit TurboTax. It's amazing what you're capable of. All you ladies and gents out there enjoying the smooth sounds of the interwebs radio, Geico's got a special dedication to make. This one goes out to the inventors of the mouse. Because of you and your rodent-inspired design, people can click on over to geico.com to pay their bills, manage their claims, and live lives of pure savings. Mouse Masters, you've clicked your way into our hearts for good. Enjoy this next song. It's going out to you. Geico, 15 minutes could save you hundreds on car insurance. Shaquille O'Neal for Icy Hot. If you've got pain, you need the patch. The Icy Hot Patch. Powerful, targeted, fast-acting pain relief that stays put without the mess. Icy to dull the pain, hot to relax it away. In a variety of sizes, from back, shoulders, knees, even arthritis. So you're covered whenever and wherever you're hurt. Stop pain right at the source with Icy Hot Patches. Pain's no match for the Icy Hot Patch. For temporary topical pain relief, use only as directed. We've talked about Stella and Chewy's family of freeze-dried and frozen dinners for dogs. Now we're pleased to share two new exotic dinner additions, Simply Venison and Absolutely Rabbit. Both are made with 90% single-source protein and enhanced with organic fruits and vegetables. Each are fortified with vitamins, minerals, and probiotics to be 100% complete and balanced. Stella and Chewy's, the official food of Ladybug, Animal Radio Studio Stunt Dog. Only the good stuff. For more information, go to Stella and Chewy's. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. It's Animal Radio toll free at 1-866-405-8405 to the Dream Team. Just a couple of minutes. We'll check in with Stacy Cohn in the newsroom. What's going on? You've heard of the Lemon Law for cars. Well, yeah. did you know there's a Lemon Law for dogs? No. It's actually a Lemon Law that covers pets if you buy them at a pet store. Not many people know about it. I'll tell you more coming up on Animal Radio News. About a, time. Really? I thought it's been around for a while. Well, it might not have been a law. They might have been talking about it. Oh. And some place may have instituted it, but maybe it's going to be a nationwide law. Now, I wish they had a, that on humans, like kids. 
I'm sure, Alan, you, you feel the same way. There was lemon laws for kids, right? Just push them right back. You know, in. that's a that's a brilliant idea. That uh, that idea has been it, it's long past due, actually. And it's good up to 18 years of age. <laughs> yeah, you well, should be able to bring them right back to the Walmart, put them back right right on the shelf. Yes. Hi, Jody. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you. I'm going to uh, move over so that Dr. Debbie can share this microphone here. He, he, he's got to clear the way for me, <laughs> for me and all my room for all my sodas here. So, <laughs> hi, Jody. What do you got going on? Well, I have two cats. Um, they're both 10 years old, and they're about as young as they could be. Um, they are very, very attached to me. And um, through past experience, we have, um, luckily, we keep a... Uh, shower curtain liner on our master bed because Roxy, my little girl, um, tends to sometimes on occasion um, urinate on the bed. And she seems to do it, and I know that this may sound a little silly, our, our suitcases are blue, and I call them the big blue monsters. And whenever we bring out the suitcases, um, they you can just tell that they know what you're that you're going to be going away. And most of the time when we come home from a small, you know, quick three, four, whatever day trip, Someone have gone on the bed, and I know it's her. I just do. Um, and I just wonder, I know cats, I mean, I, I know my cats think, and they, they, you know, but could it just sort of be a resentment thing that she's just, it doesn't really happen any other time. Okay. I guess the, the whole concept here of, you know, resentment or doing it to kind of punish you for <laughs> leaving her is, is a bit more of a human emotion that we might make and interpret from this behavior. What I read as a veterinarian is I read that there is some anxiety and there's definitely some anxiety if this behavior is only occurring when you're going away or when you're traveling or when the, the suitcase is out. Does that mean that it's a malicious action? No. It, it could be a cry for help saying, hey, you know, and I, I'm, I'm freaked out, Mom. I, right. I'm worried. And that's the way that I would come at this. Because a lot of people say, oh, I've got a cat that just punishes me whenever I leave. Right. And I would right. definitely go at it a different way and recognizing that, okay, this causes some social anxiety. When you're gone, you're you're obviously a beloved family member to her. And uh-huh. we want to recognize that. So we may want to address behavioral um, enrichment and how we can manage your kitty's behavior, either anticipating before you leave and also when you're gone. So mm-hmm. do you, I'm assuming you have a, a, a kitty house sitter when you're gone? Yes. Um, she comes in every day, minimally one time a day, definitely. Okay. And how many kitties altogether do you have? Just two, brother and sister. Okay. And um, how many litter pans do you have in the house? Tell you know, me about I that. have one. I have one. It's, it's a fairly large one, but they've never had a problem um, with just the one. And I know people say you should have a cat litter box for every cat that you have. Um, I've just absolutely never had a problem just having one box for the both of them. I clean it every day, you know, I mean, religiously. I do it every uh-huh. day, every 24 hours, minimally. You know, I never let it go more than that. Yeah, and actually, we actually want one more litter pan than we do cats. So we actually ought to have three litter pans. That's oh, great. <laughs> so, My so, love you. <laughs> yeah, add on to the house. You're going to have to make room. So, I know, a couple right? of, 
A couple of strategies that I might suggest uh, for when you are absent or when you're getting ready to leave. I would I would really ask you to not leave the suitcase out within her sight before your trip because that is becoming a trigger for your absence. Mm-hmm. And just like a dog that has separation anxiety, how we act before things happen our animals are smart, and they pick up on that. So you need to vary your routine. If that means shutting the door, that may work for a while until she smarts up to that idea. Okay. Um, but we want to change that routine. Um, the other thing I would ask you to do is to use a kitty pheromone product before you're actually leaving. And oh, um, kitty, okay. you can use those in the plug-in situations. Yeah, There's... Yeah the sprays, but make sure your entire household has enough treatment with that because it really can help. It's not a magic cure, but for many of these anxiety-driven problems, it can kind of help that situation. So, so you're I do saying like have, that. have a few throughout the house. Just, it, just being the fact that we pack in the bedroom, having one in there isn't necessarily the, the answer you're talking. You're talking about having one downstairs and upstairs and maybe in a third room. Yes, okay. because when you're not there, your kitty, how much time is she spending in that one room? With a lot of the dog pheromone products, it's great because they have collar forms. Cats, uh, I no. haven't seen those come on the market yet. So right. they're only really getting the benefit when they're in that environment. So it, it'll ensure a more consistent um, exposure to that product. Okay, okay. And then um, some of the other things that I might look at doing are going to be things that make your kitty busier when you're gone. So if there's a possibility to have someone come into the home more than once a day, that's helpful. Um, okay. If we can have, have them actually spend a little bit more kitty time playing um, mm-hmm. or presenting different food items. Um, the other thing we can do is there's some really great interactive toys that you can hide food in, and that makes them have to work for their food a little bit. It gives them something more to focus on than just sitting around and worrying about when that front door is right. open <laughs> and you come home. Exactly. So uh, if we had to tap into behavioral medicine short term when you're gone, we can do that. But um, I'd really work on some of the, the strategies so far and um, you know, see if we can kind of make her a little happier about it. Now, Doctor, you're talking about those pheromones. And I got to tell you, is uh-huh. it possible that it can those pheromones can make behavior worse? Because we tried about six of those in the studio. It actually seemed like things got worse. You know, just the same thing like with catnip. Some cats it works really well for, and other cats it doesn't. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Get unheard of deals on durable, easy-to-install floors at Lumber Liquidator's Laminate and Vinyl Plank Flooring Sale. All laminate flooring is 20 to 30% off our incredibly low prices. All vinyl plank is 10% off. Take it from an expert. Vinyl plank is durable and installs in a snap. Plus, it's extremely water-resistant. So come on in. We'll make sure you get the right floor for you. Plus, get special financing. Laminate and Vinyl Plank Flooring Sale is going on now. Visit LumberLiquidators.com or the flooring experts at your local store today. Financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payment required. For dogs, like people, arthritis is the most common health problem and joints are stressed even more with increased activity in summer. FlexRx is a new way to safely and effectively treat canine joint health problems. All-natural FlexRx doesn't mask symptoms like other products. It's clinically proven to restore healthy joint function. With FlexRx, your dogs can enjoy an improved quality of life they've earned and deserve. 
Flex RX is available at Pet Supplies Plus or visit ProLabsPets.com. Need a vacation, but it's just not in the budget? Well, thanks to our biggest sale of the year, spend six days, five nights, all-inclusive in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Crystal blue water, beautiful beaches, amazing amenities, with all meals and cocktails included. Just $3.99. Just $3.99 per couple, plus two kids stay free. And at just $3.99, this sale won't last long. Special terms and conditions apply. Visit Cabo399.com or call 888-475-9098. That's 888-475-9098. Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. And we've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, the funding for a new police dog in a city where most residents are Green Bay Packers fans, it's coming from an unlikely source. Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger. He's giving Wasu a $13,000 grant to buy and train the police dog. Wasu Police Chief Jeff Hartle says the department's canine unit is an integral part in drug prevention and enforcement efforts. The department already has three dogs. The Daily Herald Media said that the Ben Roethlisberger Foundation is distributing grants for police dogs in the states of each regular season away game for the Steelers. Well, remember the song, I get by with a little help from my friends? I get high with a little help from my friends? So do you think man's best friend should be smoking pot? Miles, a 12-year-old Labrador retriever mix, was slowly dying of cancer. So his owner, after seeing the effect that narcotic painkillers like tramadol were having on Miles, he decided to try something else. He pulled out medical marijuana. Seems within hours of taking a little bit of marijuana from a medical pot dispensary in L.A., Miles' appetite returned, he stopped vomiting, and he began walking and running around. It couldn't have been a coincidence, his owner told the Journal of the American Veterinary Medical Association. Well, as marijuana's once ironclad restrictions become a little more relaxed and researchers begin to find more therapeutic uses for the formerly banned substance, pet owners around the world may be wondering, is pot good for my pet? Well, vets warn that marijuana, despite its potential therapeutic benefits, not a good choice for your dog or your cat or any other animal. Two dogs died in Colorado from marijuana after ingesting butter laced with medical grade marijuana, according to a 2012 report in the Journal of Veterinary Emergency and Critical Care. Marijuana doesn't affect dogs, cats, and other animals exactly the same way it affects humans, according to experts. So you might want to think twice before getting high with your friend. One animal rights group is taking some legal action against UCLA. The university is being sued by the group Stop Animal Exploitation Now, or SANE, for refusing to disclose records of its use of primates in lab experiments. According to a press release that's been issued by SANE, primates held in UCLA testing facilities have allegedly been forcefully injected with drugs. They either die before the experiments are complete or they're killed afterward. The lawsuit asserts that UCLA has turned monkeys into meth addicts. Same claims that the refusal to provide information 
violates the California Public Records Act. The university says their policy about releasing information is legal and that it's balancing the public's right to information with the need to protect scientists. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at animalradio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit fosterandsmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. It used to be be hard to find the answers to questions. Like if you wanted to know how fast a peregrine falcon could fly, you'd need to get a falcon and a football field and a friend at the other end with a falcon treat and a stopwatch. Now you don't need any of those things. All you need is a computer and you can know. It's easy to get answers to tax questions too. You can use a computer to ask TurboTax a question. Like, can I deduct my new laptop? You don't need a falcon treat to get the answer to that. Intuit TurboTax. It's amazing what you're capable of. Geico presents a man who just saved on his motorcycle insurance. What up? Evan here. Question. You like apples? I'll get to that in a minute. First, check out my motorcycle. Flames? Yep. Saddlebags? Yep. Room for two? Negatory! Sorry, ladies. I ride solo. Now, wait for it. How you like them apples? Aw, oh, don't cry. Ensuring this beast was crazy easy. Called Geico and boom, saved enough to buy a sidecar. Now, if you dry your tears, I might just let you ride in it. Geico Motorcycle. See how much you could save. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine Caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine Caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine Caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. so easy to reach out to the Animal Radio Dream Team toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. And hey, yes, you can also ask your questions of the Dream Team from the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. So cool. Listen to the show and ask your questions. Download it now. It is a free app. And uh, while you're over there... Online, check out Dr. Debbie's books. If you own a Yorkshire Terrier, or let's say if they own you, a Yorkshire Terrier, a Shih Tzu, or a Pug, or a Mini Schnauzer, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend is her magnificent works, available on Kindle, and we have links over at AnimalRadio.com. Great books. Very talented lady you are, I might say. Thank you. We have uh, Nicole Nicasio-Hiskey on the phone. Is it Hiskey? Am yes, I pronounced? Yes, it is. How are you doing today? You are a senior marine animal keeper at the Oregon Zoo, and you know that already. You know what you do there, but I wanted to tell listeners about that. Uh, you, I guess, enrich their lives with different kinds of activities. Well, one of the parts of my job is to offer environmental enrichment to... Um, I'm. 
the marine mammals, but I also take care of bears and large cats as well. So that would include those species as well. And basically what environmental enrichment is is just changing the environment to increase psychological well-being for captive animals. And that can include zoo animals, like exotic animals, but it can also include shelter animals, pets at home, um, service animals, laboratory animals. So basically anything, any animal that is living under human care can definitely benefit from environmental enrichment. Now, are these activities or are they the uh, actual environment that they're in, like uh, the rooms that they're in or the cages or the kennels that they're in? Yeah, that's a great question. And it can be anything, really. So you can um, change the social structure of just adding different types of or different species of fish in a fish tank is obviously social enrichment for fish um, or different animal. Even insects can benefit from enrichment. Um, it can be moving around furniture or exhibit furniture in an animal exhibit, so bringing in new logs, which would obviously have new textures, new smells. Um, one thing that we've done here is we'll take um, lo- long logs that have been in our giraffe yard for years and move them into the sun bear exhibit, and the sun bears not only um, receive all of the smells that come from the giraffe yard, but they also get to tear up the new logs and basically make bark chips out of the logs in a very short amount of time. Um, it can be so it can be social it can be feeding enrichment just um, you know offering food in different ways and that can even include doing a formal training se- session with the animal um, or maybe putting um, you know different food items in a plastic feeder device like a big plastic ball that you drill holes in we'll put fish inside of the balls and offer those to the sea lions or the sea otter so that, you know, they actually have to work to get their food because these animals in the wild would be hunting and, you know, using calories in their minds to get their food. So we try to do that here as well. And enrichment can include olfactory stuff as well. So, um, you know, offering different scents and perfumes. Um, we found that our tigers love um, Calvin Klein's Eternity, and we've tested <laughs> a bunch of different scents with them. And for some reason, especially our male tiger, is just absolutely goes crazy over Eternity. So, <laughs> <laughs> there's an endorsement. Well, no, no, mo- most of us don't have a zoo in our backyard. I do, but most of us don't. What? Uh, how can we enrich our animals? Uh, mostly dogs and cats, and the, the occasional fish and iguana. Right. Well, you know, dogs and cats can get bored at home as well, especially, you know, when we're absent at work or at school for eight hours a day. So you can definitely set up fun things for them to do while you're at at work. And that can be as simple as, you know, taking a Kong toy and maybe shoving some um, dry and wet food in it and putting it in the freezer overnight. And then when you leave in the morning, giving them that... um, that Kong toy to work on all day. One of the great things you can do is stop feeding your pets out of pet bowl, you know, dog food bowls or cat food bowls, and make them actually hunt around the house and find their kibble throughout the day. That will take up time. Hmm. Um, and a lot of times when you're offering these types of scenarios for them to work through, they are going to spend less time getting into trouble, like maybe, you know, chewing up your favorite pillow on your couch or something like that. Um, or, you know, even taking baby food, like chicken baby food, and smearing it around on your fence fence posts out in your backyard so that when you let them outside, maybe a dog won't spend time doing perimeter fence barking, but instead will be kind of distracted by trying to hunt down and lick off all of the, you know, the baby food off the fence posts. So, won't, won't he chew the, pen, the fence posts? You know, typically, you know, you... 
a lot of the enrichment that you want to try with pets or with exotic animals, you want to watch how they deal with it the first time. So it's always nice to kind of think of all of those safety concerns. If you have an animal that's a chewer, you know, maybe stay away from that type of enri- enrichment with them. But you could maybe, you know, spray a scent or a perfume or a body spray on the fence post instead. Well, I can imagine someone right now is cruising along in their car. They just tuned into Animal Radio for, for the first time, and they're, they're thinking, okay, well, I feed the dog. I take the dog to the vet. I, I already give him a uh, home and shelter and everything. Now I've got to enrich his lifestyle, too? Wait a second. Right. What, how do you know if your animal needs enrichment, or do really all of them need enrichment to stay out of trouble? Yeah, and, you know, it kind of depends on the animal, but all, all ages of animals can benefit from enrichment. And there's actually research that shows that if you, the more enriching the animal, and even human's life is, the, the less chance of you getting sick and the more cognitive development you're doing. And so life's challenges kind of are a little bit easier to conquer. So there are definitely even brain benefits to, to enrichment. Now, if you have an animal that is destroying your house and just doing a lot of aberrant behaviors or, you know, behaviors that you just would like to see less of, then enrichment, it definitely can make a huge difference. Um, And it can even help with house training a dog. If you want your dog to go to the bathroom in a certain area of your yard because you want them to stay away from the garden, then you can actually, you know, Dogs like to urinate on things that are kind of upright, like posts, so you can spray a little bit of, um, like, coyote lure on that post, and it will encourage them to, you know, urinate in that area because they're going to want to cover that scent up, and then you can reinforce them after they do it in that spot. So you can modify behavior by using enrichment, which is great because, you know, um, I used to do a lot of dog training in people's homes, and a lot of people want their dogs and cats to do certain things. So um, if you can use enrichment to kind of help build that pathway, then it's definitely, um, you know, beneficial for not only the animal, but for the owner as well. Um, And if you're, you know, and if your dog or your cat or your pet at home seems very happy, then you're extremely lucky, but you can always benefit from giving them more enrichment. And that can be as simple as if you take your dog on a run or a walk, uh, the human's natural tendency is to kind of drag our dog where we want to go. So there's a, a type of walk called a sniff walk. And basically you put your dog or even your cat on a harness and a leash and you let them decide where they want to go. If they want to stop and sniff on a bush for five minutes, let them do that. And you won't get very far. It's definitely not going to be an exercise walk for the the parent or the owner. Mm -hmm. But the amount of information that they're obtaining from that sniffing and that olfactory stimulation actually will tire them out, just like a good run in the park. All wise advice. Nicole Nicasio-Hiskey joining us. She's the senior marine animal keeper. That's actually the same title Judy has, except not <laughs> marine. She's just the senior animal keeper here at Animal Radio. We appreciate it. Let me give you out the website. It's organzoo.org. Of course, we'll put links at animalradio.com to everything you've heard on today's show. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. free to the Animal Radio Dream Team, 1-866-405-8405.
You can also ask your questions from the Animal Radio app for iPhone or Android, as well as listen to the show. Download that now. It's a free download. A fun app, if I might say so myself. Let's go to Veronica. Hey, Veronica, how are you doing? Fine, thank you. How you guys been? Good. Where are you? I'm calling from Encino, California. Lovely L.A. area. What's going on? I hope everything's okay. Yes, I have a 17-year-old cat, and she has all of a sudden she's been starting to throw up, but clear liquid, nothing. Um, I ended up putting her inside of the kitchen area so she wouldn't only have access there, and I observed her for about a period of 24 hours. She stopped, but I'm still a little concerned if I should take her to the vet or not. Okay. And the vomiting, you said it only was going on for 24 hours. Does she have bouts of this from time to time, or is this a kind of a single episode? No, she had several several times where she was throwing up. Okay. Well, it, for a kitty that's 17 years old, vomiting can be a somewhat vague sign that we can see with a lot of different problems. If you were to tell me this was a maybe a five-year-old kitty, I might say, ah, maybe not a big deal. But in a 17-year-old kitty, it definitely can be a signal that there's something else awry, whether it is a digestive-related problem or if it's completely unrelated to the digestive tract. And, and for an instance, um, sometimes cats with kidney disease will start to have vomiting uh, or even last loss of appetite. So that would be something we wouldn't know necessarily unless we actually did a thorough exam and maybe even some lab work um, to determine that. Um, but for me, if you haven't had the kitty in in the last maybe three months to a veterinarian, I, I would certainly say I think it's going to be a wise thing to do and just to have her checked out and to see, make sure everything's okay. It, does she have any other ongoing or other health problems that they're managing? You know, you know what? And uh, what I ended up doing, because she was in drinking too, so I ended up feeding her I got a little dropper and giving her a lot of liquid because my concern was for her to, because she's older, to get dehydrated. Exactly. With a dropper, I was um, giving her a lot of water, and that kind of helped, but I'm still going to take her to the vent then to have yeah. her I, I would, and, and definitely cats over 10 years, one of the number one things that we see when they come into the veterinary office, we might not see it on physical exam, but if we run lab work, um, one of the top problems is kidney disease, and they can have a, de- a gradual deterioration in that kidney function, so um, that's something that I would not be surprised if you had a little bit of that going on, um, so yeah, yeah i definitely get her, get her checked out. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Thanks for your call, Veronica. Have a great day. 1-866-405-8405. That is toll-free to the Dream Team. Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Villani. And I'm looking over to the newsroom, Miss Stacy Cohn. Well, you've heard before about lab tests with animals, and many people, PETA especially, has tried to stop all uh, laboratory testing with the animals. UCLA right now is being sued by a group called Stop Animal Exploitation Now. They're accusing UCLA of turning monkeys into meth addicts. I'll give you the details coming up on Animal Radio News. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hi, this is Paul Reiser, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Every minute you're here... You're not harming someone else. I don't know what that means. <laughs> if it's usable, use it. Otherwise, cut it and get out. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more.
Animal Radio. We are celebrating our connection with your pets. Toll free. 1-866-405-8405. Eric calling from Reading, I assume listening on WEEU. Hey, Eric. Yes. Hi, the voice of Berks County. It is. It's a great station. We've been on that station for almost a decade. Really? A lot of people love their animals over there in Reading. You notice that? Uh, my, my dog is, uh, my dog I have problems with, uh, with a little bit of potty training and, uh, the nasty habits. It's a fox terrier, uh, Jack Russell mix. Hmm. A very high energy ah. dog. Very high energy dog. What are you doing about that? What do you do about your high energy dog? How do you exercise your high energy dog? Well, she like I take her for walks. It's hard for me to walk sometimes. She, I had a hardest time trying to keep her with me on a leash. She always wanted to do her thing, like walk ahead of me, and I took her on a leash a little bit, trying to get her to my side. But very, very high energy. And I had yeah. her for a walk in the field once, and a hawk almost got her. The osprey wanted to get her in the worst way. I think scared the osprey away. Yeah. So what's your problem? What's what's going on? Well, she just wants to play all the time. I take her out to go to go potty. She just wants to run around and chase me and uh, make me chase her and stuff, and then she won't go. If I put her on a leash to make her stay in the yard so she was trying to run off in the fields on me, then she won't go at all. And uh, I don't want to you know, hurt her or you know, do anything like that. I scold her. Well, no, thank you. No, yeah. yeah. You know, it all starts with the leash. I'm glad you walk her. How, how many times a day do you walk her? Well, it's hard for me to walk, so it's usually just once a day. Yeah, so they go for about a quarter mile walk or so. Does she like to fetch? Does she like to just chase balls and bring them back or anything like that? Yes, yeah, that's the obsession. That's an obsession with her chasing balls and bringing them back to me. Sometimes she won't bring okay. it back to me. Well, I can't throw it if you don't bring it back to me. And she looks at me and barks. You know what, Eric? One of the hardest things about doing this show is that I can't be there with you to see what you're doing, to see how you're speaking to your dog, to see how much you're talking to your dog. So to make it very simple, when you're when you're going to the bathroom, when you're taking your dog to the bathroom, and when you're playing, you've got to make two distinct separate events in your dog's mind. Your dog has to know in his mind that it's time to go to the bathroom and it's not playtime. But the first most important thing with especially a terrier or a small breed like that is to tire that dog out every day and make sure that dog gets a lot of exercise. Because they are so high energy, they've got to be fulfilled. And when they're not finding fulfillment, when they're not getting their energy out, they're going to act all crazy all the time. So that's the best way to know your dog's not getting okay. enough energy. So maybe, yeah. you know, I, I don't know how much it costs. Maybe there's somebody in your neighborhood like Judy, a dog walker, that can walk your dog every day for you. And, and maybe you can play with your dog to the point where your dog is actually panting and tired and wants to lay down and not play. So you would actually sit. To her. She just wants to keep going and going. In the middle of the night, she'll start getting her squeaky toys and <laughs> putting him in well, my again, face. Because... Again, that is because the dog is not getting enough exercise during the day. Yeah. So if your dog's getting enough exercise, then your dog will be a lot more mellow and lay around a little bit. Even terriers will just lay around a little bit. So you got to find a way to tire your dog out. And then when you take your yeah. dog to the bathroom, you don't want to talk, Eric. You don't want to talk at all. You just want to put your dog on the leash. You bring your dog outside. You kind of just stand there. You look off into the distance. You wait for your dog to start sniffing around. Once they start sniffing around, that's their signal that they're actually getting ready to go to the bathroom. And when your dog starts to do that and give you that signal, you pick a set of words, uh, like maybe go to the bathroom, and you just say it over and over. Don't use the words hurry up, because the words hurry up, you might use that around people. You know, you might say, hey, hurry up, hurry up, we're going to the restaurant. Hurry up, we're going to the sports. 
sports. So we're going to the game. So you don't want to use words that you would use all the time. Maybe go to the bathroom would be the best words. And so when your dog starts sniffing around, you just stand there and go, go pee, go pee, go pee. And you say it three times, stop. And then do it again. Go pee, go pee, go pee. Then when your dog does start go to the bath to go to the bathroom, just be silent. After your dog has gone to the bathroom, you say, good dog, and you give your dog a treat. And then it's playtime or go back in the house time. And you do it consistently. What about the ahead, bad problem? Uh, she used to ride my arm for some strange reason. She just started laying on the sofa watching TV. She called and started humping my arm. What do you yeah, do? Well, you know, her, no. There's, well, that's good. Yeah, just go, no. And, and give her a, a little poke in the neck with your fingers. Anything you don't like. When she's doing what you do like, you go, good dog. But don't try not to talk so much. You know, try not to have long conversations with her. Try to use just as as in try to try to be very very uh, disciplined with the words you use and how often you talk to your dog till she starts to calm down. And then you can start talking to her and stuff. You know, especially when she's doing the right behaviors, you can actually talk to her and soothe her. But when you're training a dog, you don't want to talk too much. With my experience with my border collies, and they're very smart dogs, they're very higher energy dogs also. Um, well, my bar, border, border collies, it was an angel dog. She was a god, a dog sent from heaven, I think, because, uh, she, listen, and uh, one time I used, one time I patted her on the back, I used to buff pat her, you know, on the back. She said, I love you. She barked, well, we love you. <laughs> and she licked me. Yeah, it was a cute, wonderful, wonderful thing. She used to be open see, doors. She, she opened the door. Did you ever see pee-pee. that, uh, you ever see that dog on the internet that actually was going? Oh, roo, roo. here it is. I have it right here. Well, there you there you go, Eric. I mean, you know, you know, you love border collies, so maybe you should get another dog, a border collie. Another dog would tire your terrier out too. They could just run around like maniacs together. Yeah, I got a thought about it. I, I go to the local pet store, and I, I kind of fall in love with the little doctors with the hairy ears. And uh, the Pomeranians, I hold them, and they all kiss and bite my mustache and lick me all over and the face. And the puppies love me. I, I got a, a kind of attraction with dogs. I can go up to any strange dog and put my arm down, they sniff it, and they, I scratch them behind the ear, and they give me the old lick and jump in my lap almost. Well, you're a puppy magnet. That's what you are, Eric. Hey, thanks for your call today. 1-866-405-8405 is the number to our dream team. Who is that dream team, you say? Animal communicator Joey Turner, dog father Joey Volani, dog trainer Alan Cable, and Dr. Debbie. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the dream team now at 1-866-405-8405. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Let's uh, let's take a call for Dr. Debbie. What do you say? Toll free 1-866-405-8405 to any one of the dream team. The dog father, Joey Volani, dog trainer, Alan Cable, and veterinarian, Dr. Debbie. Right now, for Dr. Debbie, we have Trisha. Hi, Trisha. Hey, how are are you you doing? Good. Where are you calling from? Uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Is it a beautiful day there in Raleigh? It's a little chilly, but it's uh, typical for uh, this location of this type of year. Yeah, (laughs) usually. We're having some warm temperatures here. It's actually warmer here than it has been in the summer. I know. So what's going on with your animals? Do you have a dog? 
Oh, I have two ratties. In fact, I had talked to you guys a couple of years ago. I have two ratties, um, rat terriers, um, a mini breed. Uh-huh. Um, the one that I'm concerned about is a rescue. And she's supposedly around six. That's her guesstimation. But she's graying in her face more than um, oh. Petey, the o- older one. But this is what's going on. It appears that when I take them for a walk, now Chloe is uh, spayed, so what I've been noticing, and I can't see it all the time, obviously, with ground, that you know how dogs like barking. Well, there's times it looks like she might be straining. I mean, there's nothing left to mark with. But I did notice last week that on, on a leaf that appeared to be blood. Okay. Not, oh boy. It's kind of bloodish tone, but she has. It doesn't happen all the time, or that I cannot see it all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I was wondering what. Absolutely. What so, Trisha, let me ask you: with your with your little girl, does she have any accidents in the house? She does on occasion. She, I mean, not always, but there's been spurts that, like, really? We're getting up in the morning, we have a routine, and I'm a firm believer of the routine, and they're created during the day. Mm -hmm. And, um, but there's occasionally that, even before I even get downstairs, ta-da, look at what I left him on. (laughs) And and has that been something she's always done, or is that just kind of maybe recent? Okay. It's it's sporadic, and it's only been sporadic within the last six, eight months. But I know that the I had seen some um, it was before that. But here again, I can't find a rhyme or reason. One of the few times that I have seen the uh, okay. red in the spotting. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you in a spayed female dog that is having red discoloration in her urine, it's never normal. So this is definitely something she needs to see a veterinarian for. And the things that come to mind um, when I hear this, and especially kind of more of a chronic problem where maybe she has these accidents and maybe occasionally you see blood, but it's not always a persistent thing. For me, I'd really make sure we check her out for some urinary stones. That's kind of the first thing that really comes to mind. A urinary infection is also possible, but usually um, with at least more severe infections, it's pretty kind of hits them pretty hard and fast. So just like us, if we have a urinary infection, there's urgency. You got to run to the bathroom. You're uncomfortable. So the symptoms are kind of hit you all, you know, relatively fast. Um, so that's what's making me think that maybe this might be something more of a urinary calculus or a stone of some sort that it can be kind of intermittent and not so severe that it's kind of doubling her over or sending her running out the doggy door every minute. Um, There are also some other things that can crop up in the urinary tract, whether there are polyps or types of tumors. Um, So, you know, those might be other things to consider. But for me, I'd say we need to get a urine sample, and I would probably get an x-ray to look and see if we've got any potential stones showing up. But, uh, yeah, you definitely need to get this gal in there. I thought so, but it's easier to get a hold of you guys. (laughs) Trying to get an appointment and not know what direction I'm being led to unnecessarily. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's a great point is you don't, you don't want to have things done that aren't necessary. But I can tell you from what you're saying, this gal definitely needs a urine sample. And I would say even an x-ray. Um, and when you do make that appointment, one important thing that I could tell pet owners is really if you've got a urinary type symptom going on, you don't want her to go to the bathroom right out front at the veterinary office. You want to have her crossing her legs when she walks in because it's going to make things a little bit easier for the veterinary staff if she's not just gone and eliminated everything out of her bladder. Yeah, see, that's the hard. How do you do that without having an accident in the car, right? And, you know. Well. Well, most most of it is just not. A lot of people, the, the first thing you do when you get to the vet office is you go right to that grassy spot. So that's basically what we'd ask you not to do is just, you know, oh, yeah. just get her right in the door. Don't stop at any places where she kind of sniffs and wants to pick up another scent. So you just get her in that door. So other than that, that's about the best you can do. Yeah, carry the sucker in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. only being uh, seven to ten pounds, that's easy. That's yeah. a benefit. Yeah, they're they're portable. <laughs> yeah, yes. Well, well good luck so with much. that. And I love listening to you guys because that's uh, I I was disappointed. In fact, I canceled XM Radio because I couldn't get you guys, and now I can <sighs> get you on um, Heart Radio. So that was a huge blessing. Good for you, Trisha. I love y'all. Hey, if Trisha can do it, anybody can do it. Make that switch out over to iHeartRadio right now. We appreciate it. We we love listening to you. So anytime you want to call, 1-866-405-8405. Just pick it up. Questions for Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Volani. All brought to you this hour by Sweet Scoop, all-natural clumping cat litter. You can stop litter box odors instantly. With Sweet Scoop, it's chemical free and 100% biodegradable. Learn more at www.sweetscoop. That's S W H E A T Scoop dot com. Let's uh, go to James, who has a call for Joey. Hey, James, where are you calling from? Well, right now I'm in a uh, Lake Park, Georgia. Lake I'm Park, a Georgia. Driver. Yes, sir. I'm a truck driver, and I'm calling for um, a little bit of Joey's advice here. On account of, I have this little pug that loves to ride around with me. But sometimes we stay out on the road for very extended periods of time. And, you know, giving them a proper bath is not very feasible. So I'm wanting to know what I could do for him, you know, what products or what procedures I Joey might recommend to keep him clean and, you know, healthy while he's out on the road with me. So let, let me ask you a couple of questions here. What's your main objective is just to clean the dog? Is the dog getting stinky? Is it shedding? Because that's going to determine really, you know, what direction I go in. Yeah, well, I brush them every day. Um, but we're out sometimes for two months at a time, and it gets a bit oily and stuff, you know. And, and okay. we're walking around in grass that, you know, I don't know what's in there. I just want to keep I mean, I got a front line and all that for him as far as fixing fleas and all that. But, I'll t- you know, he just gets dirty. There's a lot of products out there and wipes that you can go that you can go to the store and and, and get um, a lot of some um, spray um, dry shampoos and and you know a lot of things out there on the shelves that you can go out and buy. But if you want a real quick fix and this works, unbelievable. And it's good that you're brushing and combing the dog now because you, you you're removing the dead coat. So if you're used to doing that, you're gonna go to the store and you're gonna buy yourself a sixty nine cent box of bacon. Baking soda. Now, baking soda, you're going to sprinkle that in the coat. Now, it's going to do two things. It's going to, number one, remove the oil because it's going to absorb. So you're going to sprinkle it on. You're going to let it sit 
I don't know, just a couple of minutes, and then you're going to brush it through. Not only is it going to re- absorb the dirt and the oil, it's going to also neutralize any odors, any smells, or anything like that. Um, and it's going to, when you brush it, it's going to fall off the dog after it absorbs everything and fall to the ground. So the best thing to do is, is I wouldn't do this while you're in your truck. I would actually do this outside of the truck when you stop, um, sprinkle the dog with it, brush it through. It's going to be real safe. It's really, it's really good for the coat. Um, the dog is going to smell good. And a r- really good thing and trick with, with um, dogs that have folds in their face. And, and some, some pugs do, some pugs don't, depending on you know how flat the face is. If you use that and you put that in the folds, it will dry out any type of moisture that's in there. And the baking soda portion of itself will um, actually remove any facial odor. It works really good. It's a good thing. It's nice and cheap. And you know what? I think that you'll be really satisfied until, you know, Listen, nothing's ever going to replace a good old soap and water bath, but this is something that you can stretch out with a short-haired dog. Um, you can stretch it out quite some time and think, be real happy with it, too. Well, that's fascinating because that's one thing I was really worried about was, like, the folds in his face. I mean, I get into a cheapest every now and again, and I've been using, like, wet ones and stuff, but... That's a very good tip. And you know, and you can continue to use the 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 wet ones, but um, the baking soda, you know, after after you wipe it out with the with the wet ones, go in with the baking soda. And I'm tell you what, you're gonna notice that there's no odor from the face, and if there's any irritation, any redness, nine times out of ten, that's gonna go away as well. I use that on my mother-in-law. She has a real wrinkly face. How? She does kind of a stinky face, too. So, And I got that tip from you last week. I appreciate that. one 405 8405 to connect with the Dream Team right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Looking for a natural solution to litter box odors? Try Sweet Scoop, the natural clumping litter that stops odors instantly, clumps fast and firm, and tracks less around the house. Unlike clay litters that are mined and never decompose, it's chemical-free and 100% biodegradable. Sweet Scoop lasts longer than other clumping litters, and thanks to their patented process, Sweet Scoop works continuously to neutralize litter box odors no matter how many cats you own. Learn more at www.sweetscoop.com. Get unheard of deals on durable, easy-to-install floors at Lumber Liquidator's Laminate and Vinyl Plank Flooring Sale. All laminate flooring is 20 to 30% off our incredibly low prices. All vinyl plank is 10% off. Take it from an expert. Vinyl plank is durable and installs in a snap. Plus, it's extremely water-resistant. So come on in. We'll make sure you get the right floor for you. Plus, get special financing. Laminate and Vinyl Plank Flooring Sale is going on now. Visit LumberLiquidators.com or the flooring experts at your local store today. Financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payment required. Really? No way. Hey, I'm Eric from Sam Adams. Here to get craft beer drinkers' reaction as they secretly taste Sam Adams' Boston Lager. It's got a good body. It's got a great taste. It's very smooth. I, I like that. You think you've had this beer before? No. This is Sam Adams' Boston Lager. Sam Adams! Like, <laughs> I was going to yes. say Sam Adams. That's easy to drink. It's tasty. It's a very flavorful, drinkable beer. Smooth, but it does have flavor. I love a Boston Lager. What this test did is it put Sam Adams back on the map for me. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass, responsible. What dog 
dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine Caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine Caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine Caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Hi, this is Park Overall. I am just thrilled about Animal Radio. Please, stay and neuter your animals. Please. This is Animal Radio. Yeah, I don't like the way most people walk up and pet my dog, though. You know, that's the thing. They, they, they're just, they're lunatic, you know. They come, Can I pet your dog? Sure. Oh, he's such a cute little dog. You look how cute. I don't like that. That's not cool. See, that's the trainer. That's the trainer on him coming out. See, yep. I don't care. Yep, yep. Go ahead. Do that to my dog. My dog bites you. Too bad. You, you, you walked up like an idiot. I don't so want that. That's like, like yesterday, I was with this woman, and her little boy is deathly afraid of dogs. He's like a two-year-old. And by the end of an hour, he was playing with my dog, who weighs 125 pounds, taking his ball away from him, throwing Throwing it, and see, I eliminated the fear in that kid with my dog. So my dog is a calm, well-behaved animal, and I don't want some lunatic with baby talk to undo that. I hate children that are afraid of dogs. I, I, I it, it's one of those things. That it's probably within my top five things when they come in there screaming, looking at them. the dog. Listen, I'm just gonna let the dog off the leash now, kid. Okay, now get out of here. <laughs> it's, just, it's one of Usually, those things. But usually kids are afraid of dogs because they've had a bad experience because some dog has gotten, you know, think of what it's like to be two years old. You're like three feet tall or two and a half feet tall and some gigantic dog just knocks you over or comes right into your face with his big teeth. You're going to be terrified. Of course you're going to be scared. Get over it. That Come happened on. to me as a kid, and I was definitely scared of dogs for a long time. Yeah, but now, now you're the host of Animal Radio. You overcame. we got to overcome these things, Hal. Come on. When you grow up, yeah, let me tell you something, Joey. I'm going to find your button, buddy. And, and when, I, when those tears start flowing, when you start crying like a baby, I'm going to smile. Okay. That's where we're going with this now. You two are like brothers. Yep. He's the brother I never wanted. The brother from a different mother. Hey, Jay, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Splendid. What's going on? You got a dog, cat, iguana, fish? I, I have a dog that is acting a little bit strange after <clears throat> our neighbors. Uh, the dog is, I think, six, six years old right now. And after two years, uh, we didn't have any problems with the dog through the first two years. And then the neighbors uh, moved in with the female dog that is not spayed. And uh, after that, our dog starts uh, marking the house all around. Especially in a couple of places. So yes, my wife Martin decided is... that we should fix the dog. We did, and nothing changed. He's still doing the, the same routine, you know. Well, Dr. Debbie will probably tell you that, you know, fixing is always a great idea because it minimizes, it uh, reduces that. But the dog, your dog's probably very insecure, and the dog moved in next door, so your dog is marking his territory and protecting his territory. And the only way to stop that, buddy, is first got to clean it all up, especially in the house, with some sort of substance that uh, erases the scent so your dog's not tempted okay. to go back there. The other thing you have to do is, again, you are your dog's teacher, 
You have got to take your dog out on a leash and watch your dog at all times so that you can make a correction as soon as your dog makes the move to eliminate in your house or to mark in your house. You've got to be there to stop the behavior, correct the behavior, which means if you're not free to watch your dog, you got to keep him in a crate. You let him out of the crate, you follow him around. As soon as he makes the move to uh, mark territory in your house, you make a firm, stern correction. No! Cut it out. And he will start to learn that, no, this is not appropriate behavior. Uh, my pack leader does not condone this, doesn't want to see this. The only place, proper place to go out to the bathroom or mark territory is outside. But you've got to do the work, buddy. You've got to catch him in the act every time and make a firm correction so that he understands that is not something you want him to do. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? It's kind of, yeah, it makes sense to me, but it's kind of a hard. I think I will have to put this workload on my wife because I'm a truck driver. I'm never home almost, you know. And She's going to have to do that. She's going to have to do it. Because because just, just so you know, punishing your dog after the fact does absolutely no good and just confuses your dog. You know, he doesn't know yes. what he's being disciplined for. You've got to catch him in the act. Yes, I know that, yeah. But that's a good... But this is happening during the time that this... Uh, Female dog has the how do you call? She's in heat. That's well, it's, it, it doesn't it doesn't have to do yes. it doesn't have to do with her being in heat. It has to do with your dog defending his territory. It's called territorial okay. marking. You know, when when a dog feels threatened by another dog or a human, that they will go to the bathroom and mark their territory, the territory that they're going to defend, to let the other dog know, hey, this is my territory. Stay away. That's what that is. Yeah, and the other dog is much much larger than uh, our sh miniature schnauzer, so that's yeah, that yeah. might be might feel my dog uh, might feel insecure this way. There you go, buddy. Hey, appreciate the advice. Thank you very much. And thanks for calling, Jay. We appreciate you calling. Hey, great show. I listen to to your show a lot. Thank you. We we thank you for listening. We listen to you a lot too. Anytime you want us to listen to you, you just call us. Okay. I appreciate it. Thank okay. you very much. There you go. Bye-bye. 1-866-405-8405. It's toll-free. Alan is the greatest trainer I've ever, I've ever um, you know, spoken with. That's that's very nice of you to lie like that. I'm serious. I'm serious. I mean, you know, it. You know who I your tips just the, make total sense. I want to work with the guy who's teaching the dogs to be in the schools. Did, did you guys see some amazing dog stories this past week they're just amazing dog stories well i know you peruse the internet for these dog stories you have a lot of time yes. to do. tell us what are the big dog stories of the week well i don't know if i told you about the did i tell you about the one that was allowed in surgery the one that was allowed with the little girl in surgery we did hear about that last week yeah. yes i told you about that one no what was the new one i saw dang it dang it dang it dang it let me think <laughs> i wish somebody would help me think actually here come over here but i oh boy oh boy <laughs> I love that guy that's training the dogs to be in the schools. I, I told my wife about that. She loved that. I want to work with that guy. Like an apprentice? An intern? Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking about, you know, just hitting him up. Hey, where did he live? Didn't he live in Ohio or something? You have to move. Yeah, he's in the godforsaken land of Ohio. Probably have a lot of affiliates there. Actually, we don't have one affiliate there. Not in Ohio? Ohio, no. Ohio sucks. It's a long... It's a, Listen, I don't mind Ohio, but it's a long state to drive through. My dad's here. It's torture. Let me tell you what. In town. Yeah, he's in town, and uh, he's driving me nuts. <laughs> now, be nice to him. He, he had to deal with you for at least 18 years. Uh, last night, I, w I just wanted to go to sleep, and he's like, I, I, well, let's watch a movie. I go, Dad, you'll fall asleep within 30 seconds. <laughs> 
No, I won't fall asleep. What? Put this one on the family with De Niro. I won't fall asleep. And he falls asleep within 12 seconds. Yeah, I knew how that was going to end. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hey, everybody, this is Brett Michaels, and I just want to say, you, right now, want to take, wait, give me the line again, my brain stick. <laughs> Brett Michaels. And... I just had one of my brain hemorrhage brain farts. Oh, Go don't ahead, do that, don't that do that. I don't want to be responsible for that. Trust me, it's me. Go okay. ahead. Animal radio, Brett Michaels and animal radio. You got it. I knew the animal radio. Like, okay, here we go. Hey, this is Brett Michaels. You're listening to animal radio, and take care of your pets. They will rock your world. It's time for your Sweet Scoop Minute with Doc Halligan. Keep your cat happy and properly using the litter box by keeping it nice and clean. That means scooping once a day and clean the box entirely once a week. Now, if you have multiple cats, use the N plus 1 rule to determine the ideal number of boxes in your house. So a two-cat household should have three boxes. And that really reduces competition and inappropriate elimination where they're going outside the box. Stick to unscented or lightly scented alternative litters. You know, unlike conventional clay clumping litters, these products don't use harsh chemicals to control odors. Now, cats are very individual, and each cat has different preferences for litter box types. Some like covered, some like uncovered. So what you should do is set up two different boxes side by side, and that's going to help you determine which type of box your cat likes. Always involve the kids. As soon as your toddler is old enough to show interest in the cat, teach him or her how to interact by petting, stroking your cat. And as those kids get older, well, you can involve them in daily feeding, grooming, and litter box scooping. And if you're expecting, there is no need for you to get rid of your cat. Talk to your veterinarian and your OBGYN about what you can do to stay healthy and consider investing in an automatic litter box. This was a Sweet Scoop Minute with Doc Halligan. Sweet Scoop Clumping Litter stops odors instantly, clumps fast and firm, and tracks less. Learn more at www.sweetscoop.com. Looking for a natural solution to litter box odors? Try Sweet Scoop, the natural clumping litter that stops odors instantly, clumps fast and firm, and tracks less around the house. Unlike clay litters that are mined and never decompose, it's chemical-free and 100% biodegradable. Sweet Scoop lasts longer than other clumping litters, and thanks to their patented process, Sweet Scoop works continuously to neutralize litter box odors, no matter how many cats you own. Learn more at www.sweetscoop.com. Hey, I'm Eric from Sam Adams, here to get craft beer drinkers' reaction as they secretly taste Sam Adams' Boston Lager. It's got a good body. It's got a great taste. It's very smooth. I, I like that. You think you've had this beer before? No. This is Sam Adams' Boston Lager. Sam Adams! Like, <laughs> I was going to say Sam Adams. That's easy to drink. It's tasty. It's a very flavorful, drinkable beer. Smooth, but it does have flavor. I love a Boston Lager. What this test did is it put Sam Adams back on the map for me. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass, Sigma Sponsor. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number, 1-855-645-MYTV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. 
Say goodbye to the cable guy and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-645-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $19.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-855-645-MYTV. 1-855-645-MYTV. Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-645-MYTV. 1-855-645-MYTV. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, during winter, it's best not to leave your pet outside because it can be freezing. But something you do have to be careful of when they're indoors is the potential for carbon monoxide poisoning. Incidents of carbon monoxide poisoning increase this time of year because people have their homes buttoned down and sealed up for heat conservation. And as much as we hear about carbon monoxide in the news, we rarely hear how many pets die from it. They're smaller, they're more vulnerable, and they're more likely to be overcome by the invisible fumes. So there's some warning signs that you want to be aware of in carbon monoxide in pets. They include drowsiness, lethargy, weakness, or incoordination. Their skin color gets bright red or their gums. And occasionally, chronic exposure can lead to intolerance, changes in their gait, and disturbances of normal reflexes. So there's just some things that you want to keep your eye out for. A Brazilian couple's pet dog's offering some unexpected help. They're trying to raise a pair of orphaned armadillos. And according to the Orange News, Dina Alves says her husband found these little guys after their mom was killed by a tractor in a sugarcane field. Well, he took them home, started feeding him cow's milk, but then the dog stepped in. <laughs> they say the dog became instantly attached to the young armadillos and even started producing her own milk so she could nurse them. That's just a mom's instinct. A Norfolk, Virginia city councilman's taking a stand against a law. It forces people to have a license to own chickens. According to the Virginia pilot, Councilman Tommy Spiegel says that he went to Facebook and uh, decided to sound off on this law that made the city the laughing stock of the chicken world. Who knew there was a chicken world? Because of the law's restrictions on the design of the chicken coop and other limitations, he says it reveals that nobody's applied for a chicken license. The councilman also said that council members weren't aware of the full language of the law when it was presented to them. So now all these chickens are running around with their head cut off <laughs> like a bunch of crazy chickens. And that now they have a chicken law. Hopefully that will keep them under control. Did you know there's a puppy lemon law like for your car? Yeah. Amy Feldman, she's an attorney with the judge group, and she said that not many people know about a puppy lemon law, but it could come in handy. The legislation provides a remedy or compensation if you believe that the product you purchase repeatedly failed to meet standards of quality and performance. The responsibility of the puppy lemon law is really on a pet buyer. The pet store has to give you a certificate, which will tell you the name of the breed, the type of pet, the age, and they also have to disclose if there are any congenital health issues. The lawyer said that in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Delaware, once you take that puppy home, if you find that it has a health issue, you can only take advantage of the puppy lemon law if you took your pet to the vet. So you have to do that within a certain period of time, and most stores do have a return policy in place, but it will vary.
I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. Stressful things during the day can keep you awake at night. Instead of sleeping, your mind is still spinning from stress. Unisom is the help you need to fall asleep. Unisom sleep tabs are a clinically proven effective OTC sleep aid. You fall asleep 33% faster by easing into your natural sleep cycle. With Unisom, you wake refreshed and ready. Here's your morning traffic report. Unisom. A stressful day deserves a restful night. Use is directed active ingredient toxilamine succinate versus control in a clinical study. Get unheard of deals on durable, easy-to-install floors at Lumber Liquidator's Laminate and Vinyl Plank Flooring Sale. All laminate flooring is 20 to 30% off our incredibly low prices. All vinyl plank is 10% off. Take it from an expert. Vinyl plank is durable and installs in a snap. Plus, it's extremely water-resistant. So come on in. We'll make sure you get the right floor for you. Plus, get special financing. Laminate and Vinyl Plank Flooring Sale is going on now. Visit LumberLiquidators.com or the flooring experts at your local store today. Financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payment required. Fido Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews, along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Oh, my God. It is a day of emergencies, the biggest of which was me, my trip to the bathroom because that's been <laughs> much need for many hours, but, oh, golly. Oh, you mean you couldn't go to the bathroom for several hours because you were doing taking care of emergencies, right? Exactly, yeah. And I felt bad because one of them was actually a kitty who could not urinate, who's blocked. Ooh. So I could sympathize, totally. That's so right. awful. You were actually empathizing at the same moment this kitty could not pee. You, you needed to pee and you couldn't pee either. And you know what? It's almost like you. it, it makes you a better doctor because I think you can appreciate it and, and the urgency of the situation. So, yes, among other things. Oh, gosh. Animals eat all sorts of crazy stuff. Rocks, Christmas ornaments, decorations. It's all here today. Oh, wow. Why do you think some dogs eat that stuff and some dogs don't? Uh, well, like in the rock case, it was actually an accident. Um, he was playing with it and he rolled over on his back and it kind of ooh, went down the wrong hatch. Ooh. So um, that was that one. Um, you know, cats like to chew on things that are shiny and stringy and ribbony, and um, so they eat all sorts of stuff like that. That keeps you busy, I'm sure, especially this it time sure of does. year. Although I'm sure it's slowing down a little bit from the holidays. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully the new year will start off right. You know, everyone will take care of those pets and look ahead for those uh, hazards in the home. 
Well, we are starting our 13th year. In fact, this is our 13th year and second Holy week God. doing this. And wow. we actually started it to bring awareness to spaying and neutering in the inordinate amount of animals that are in shelters uh, simply because they don't have homes and many that were euthanized. In fact, when we started, uh, there was about six or seven million. Uh, but now I understand that uh, in the shelters, about five million and maybe even less are being euthanized every year because they simply don't have a home. These could be perfectly healthy animals or, or some older animals. So we, we've always been a big proponent of spaying and neutering. And, of course, this is a procedure that takes a little bit of effort. The, the procedure is a little tougher with uh, females. Is that correct, Doc? It sure is. I think that the neutering is harder on the um, male parents <laughs> than yes. anything else. But spaying is a bigger deal, yeah. Dr. Julie K. Levy on the phone with us, and she's going to be telling us about this new pill, which actually isn't very new. It's been around for a while. I don't think it's a pill. It looks like it's an injection. It's an injection, okay, for sterilization. Well, let's get her on. Doc, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, You are a veterinarian at the University of Florida who's researched the problems that relate to spaying and neutering, and if you could tell us a little bit about this injection. It is an injection, correct? It is an injection. It's actually an injection of a drug into the testicle, which sounds really gruesome, I'm sure, but the animals seem to tolerate it very well. It, uh, they don't react to it any more than they would from, for example, getting a vaccine. And so I first had the opportunity to use this injection when we went on a spay-neuter project in the Galapagos Islands. And that was back in 2004. So it's been around for quite some time, and there's quite a bit of experience with it now. Does it require two injections? It does. Uh, one yes, into one each. each. Okay. Wow. Okay, so why hasn't this gotten more traction? Uh, for a couple reasons. I think early on it was just non-traditional. People are very comfortable with what they know and comfortable with surgery. We know what to expect from it. It has its purported benefits, but also some some um, drawbacks that we tend to overlook at times. For instance, there's a certain number of infections or complications that occur, and even some animals that die under anesthesia. It's rare, but it does occur, and we can't overlook that. This injection doesn't require anesthesia, and it also doesn't, it's not a surgery, so we avoid those surgical complications as well. Um, But then it went off the market for a while because of a just a manufacturing issue. So we didn't hear about it for a couple years, and then it just came back this year. It was it was Nutrisol at first, right? It was. That was the original name of it, and it's back with another company now. What What is the expense of something like this? Well, we're still waiting to hear what the final uh, product price is going to be. This new company is great because they have an eye on using this in the nonprofit sector, and they understand that shelters and international spay-neuter programs uh, struggle financially for the great work that they do. And so they've got price points that are especially attractive for the nonprofit sector, and that will be certainly much less than what it would cost to perform a surgery. i got to ask, what is the um, the hormone um, impact on a dog? Because once we neuter or spay, you know, at least there's a decrease in those uh, sexual hormones. What does this do? Correct, and that's a really important point. And depending on your point of view, it might be good news or bad news. It looks like that our Zuterin is going to be decreasing testosterone by about 50%, so it doesn't completely eliminate it like a castration does. There's a growing body of scientific evidence that's drawing into question the health benefits of complete removal of sex hormones, especially very early in life. It's uh, certainly not anything we would do to our own species. 
and we know that there may be some drawbacks of doing that. So in some corners, preserving some of that testosterone is looked at as a favorable asset to this technique compared to castration. Well, I know there's a lot of guys that won't get their dogs neutered just because they don't want to. They, they, it affects them psychologically somehow. I don't really get that whole thing. This kind of uh, goes around that. I mean, they can still keep their testicles. I see some reports that there was a lot of dogs that had adverse reactions to this, inflamed testicles, uh, and that it's earned a bad reputation. Was that with the Nutrisol, the, the original version? Has it changed? And uh, really, are we taking more of a risk by doing this procedure than get it, doing the regular spay and neuter? Well, based on the experience that we had in the Galapagos, the complication rate was about the same as surgery. It was about 4%. So 4 out of 100 dogs had a complication with surgery, and 4 out of 100 dogs had complications with uh, what was then called Nutrisol. But it's the exact same product, and we've learned over time that it's probably injection technique that accounts for a lot of those complications. So there's now a very uh, strict training program that veterinarians have to undergo before they're allowed to buy the drug. It seems like there's going to be a lot of topics we're going to have to address with this if this does kick in and, and, and takes off. As far as like in my community, we have mandatory spay-neuter legislation. So to figure out how something like this might work and how is someone going to know that the dog is neutered chemically um, this because is it's good stuff. there. This is a big issue and because in some states, the, what neutering is defined as legally is removal of sex organs. So even though an animal is sterilized without surgery, it wouldn't count. And so, the, for example, in Texas, they actually rewrote the state law. So it, it now accepts neutering with chemicals or drugs. And in other states, it's, the state law is not that specific. They do recommend that you neuter, that you tattoo an, uh, what they're calling a zootered dog with a Z, which also is an N, if you look at it the other way. So it's a way to uh, identify animals that have been treated. You can also record the treatment in any of the microchip databases so that information would travel with the animal. But I have to say, I have heard some people take their dogs to the dog park and get the stink eye from the other people at the dog park because it's now not socially acceptable to go to the dog park with an, an intact dog. So it will take some cultural adjustment as well. So word is kind of out, but experience is not. And this is such a game changer from what we're used to in the U.S. that it'll probably take some time to kick in. We'll keep you posted right here. I appreciate your time, Dr. Julie K. Levy, joining us. Uh, 1-866-405-8405. I want to know, would you use this if this was an option for you uh, over spay and neutering? Let me know. 1-866-405-8405. Hi, this is Fred Willard on Animal Radio. And I, I'm, I'm begging you, spay and neuter your animals. I'm sitting up and begging. I'll, play, I'll go over and play dead if you want. I'll follow you anywhere you want to go. Animal Radio, baby. This portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Flex RX. Like people, as dogs get older, arthritis is the most common problem that they face, and Flex RX doesn't just mask arthritis, it restores natural joint function. Check them out. They're available in Pet Supplies Plus, and if you head on over to AnimalRadio.com right now, you'll get a $10 off coupon right there at the website hey joey how are you doing what's going on guys how you doing high five oh oh i almost got you right in the face 
I got a pretty good tip. I was up in Canada, and um, there's a salon up here in um, this little town, Amherstburg. It's called Four Paws Salon. And what they do for every pet that comes out, I guess because of the amount of snow they get, you know, we're lucky here in California because, um, you know, we're sporting nice 70 degree weather. That's beautiful. But, um, most of the, most of the, the U.S. is, um, has Freezy. a little bit of snow and some cold weather and a lot of salt on the ground. So what you can do is, in order to protect your, um, pet's feet, and that's, this is what they do. They do this with every pet that actually comes out of the salon, is they take chapstick. And they actually run chapstick on the pads of the dog's feet. Wow. Now, what it does, it's going to leave a little protective barrier there. It's going to keep the moisture in. It's going to keep them from cracking. But the main thing it's going to do, it's going to keep the salt out. So they're not going to, they're not going to get salt burns on their feet. They're not going to get irritated. They're not going to chew their feet. And they do this as actually part of the service. But this is something you could do at home. And you just put it on. Just put a thin layer on. Um, I know people that use Vaseline. They use bag bomb. But sometimes that stuff could be a little bit too, bit too heavy. So if you use chapstick, it's just going to leave a thin coating. You shouldn't see it on your upholstery or on the seats of your car or in your house. And if you did that, even once a week, if you could do it every day, great. I mean, it's no different than putting it on your lips. But if you can do that at least once a week, it's going to keep your pet's um, feet in good shape. And the other thing is you really don't have to worry if they lick it. It's not going to be toxic. And you could do the same thing for your cat. I mean, I'm, I'm a guy, and I'm an advocate of not letting my cats go outside. But um, if you have a cat that goes outside, do the same thing. I mean, it's only gonna, it's, it can only help. I noticed that Morton Salt, they're making a brand new stuff that you put on the sidewalk that isn't supposed to hurt the animal's feet or, or make them uh, raw or irritated. Because mm-hmm. I know the salt really just will eat their paws up. Burns. Morton's is doing this? Yeah. Just saw this. I'll have to find that press release for you. That's pretty cool. I mean, they make other stuff out there. Don't get me wrong. Just chapstick is easy. You can go to the pet store. You can get um, stuff that they make for, for pets' pads. But it kind of it works the same way. And if you feel it, it kind of even feels the same. The good thing about chapstick is I could buy it, you know, at any corner store. And it's a lot cheaper. Yeah, and I can share it. That's a hell of a lot cheaper. Yeah. Yes, and then and then you could then then after you put it on your dog's feet, you can put it on your lips. Yep. You know, it's yep. perfect. Yep. You know, you don't mind sharing it, Hal? No, of course not. There you go. Well, I just put some on my lips. I'll just go kiss my dog's feet. Yeah, there you go. You could do that too. There you go. Joey Villani's on Animal Radio. We're damn proud of it too. You know, Alan, you were very quiet during my segment today. I don't. I don't. You know, I well, don't know what Joseph. I don't, I, was I don't comment Do unless, studiously? I, unless I have something, you know, to add to the vernacular. I just keep my mouth shut. I got I to gotta have something to say. Sense win. You know, your tips are so brilliant, you know. I got to have a good question or a good comment. Otherwise, I'm just interfering with an artist. Gotcha. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Muriel, welcome to the yes. show. Welcome to the Thank show. Thank you. Where are you calling from today? Uh, Ridgeway. Ridgeway, where is that? It's like by St. Mary's. What state? Northwestern PA. Oh, PA. Okay. All right. Yeah. That stands for Pennsylvania. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> so what, I have Dr. Debbie right here. How can she help you? Hi. Um, hi. My mom actually wanted me to call today because, well, we have like five horses and three of them are wild mustangs. Okay. And she wanted me to call and ask if a six-year-old 
wild mustang is too old to be gelded. Is the is the horse in in good health? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. He's he's perfectly fine for um, being gelded or what we'd call castration. Um, okay. And, and in fact, there's really not an age where it's inappropriate or we'd say a horse is too old to be gelded. It, it's really kind of more dependent on their individual health status. Um, okay. So, um, so that would that would be really what I would use to guide, give you that guideline. So, yeah. And, uh, you know, honestly, you know, here in Las Vegas, I don't see too many horses in my field. But, but yeah, that's that's. A definitely a um, uh, you know important thing for a lot of these guys. Is, is he pretty? Um, you say you have a, a couple stallions, so are you actually um, working with them, or are you just kind of uh, training them? Yeah, we're working with them. We have well, they're no, no, or, or whoever it is. Hang on, you're getting another one. <laughs> another horse to the family. Oh, we just heard it. <laughs> Yeah, I guess uh, she. Well, she was looking at one that was what, like six. Oh, he is six, and she was wondering if. Ooh, fresh off the range. (laughs) 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 Kind of like hot off the presses. Wow. (laughs) You you don't sound too excited about this. Um, (laughs) Guess who's going to be cleaning the stalls, huh? uh, (laughs) Well, like I, I love our horses, but it's. Not really my thing. Ah, not your thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, I love the horses we have, but, like, I'm not, like, oh, yay. Yeah. Are no. you a dog person or a cat person? More of, like, a dog person, I guess you could say. Yeah? Yeah. You got that going for you there. There you go. Yeah. Well, and that's the great thing. There's, you know, there's something for everyone in the animal world. You could be a cat lover, a dog lover, someone who loves horses, um, you know, or hey, in my area, we see birds, we see reptiles. So there's, there's a bond you can have with any animal. Thank you for your call, Muriel. 1-866-405-8405. Hi, Joy. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you? Very good. Where are you today? Uh, right now I'm in Shelbyville, Tennessee. Are you a truck driver? Yes, sir. Very good. Please don't call me sir. That's my daddy. You just call me Hal. And yeah, I'm picking up on your southern draw, too. It just it's it transferred right over the phone just it's like catchy, that. Huh? It is catchy. It's delightful, Joy. Don't let him pick on you there. <laughs> Hi, it's Dr. Debbie. Uh, what can I do for you? Uh, I have an English bulldog, and she's about seven years old. And she has a trouble. They say she has a yeast infection in her ears. All right. I can't get it cleared up. Okay. And what are you I- using right now? Uh, they told me to put sweet oil in it to keep it soft, and I clean it with uh, hydrogen peroxide. And when I can get her steel not to bite me, I put uh, uh, alcohol and vinegar mix in it. All right. All right, Joy. We need to get you on some proper products here, because <laughs> some of those things certainly might be better than nothing, but there are by far better things we can use to now if we suspect a yeast infection i can tell you then generally there's some cleansers that we'd want to use that are acidifying and you mentioned the vinegar um now you can kind of home prepare an apple cider vinegar thing but you know what see your veterinarian there's some really good products and they're already calculated they f- they figured out the science and they knew what is going to work so i would use those kind of products that are acidifying and that basically means they shift the ph of the ear 
So it's low, and that makes it the ear and environment where yeast and bacteria, where they don't really like to live, and that helps to kind of prevent some of these problems. But if there's actually yeast there, we need to get your baby on some medicine, um, some proper ointments that can treat that, as well as maybe even an oral medication. Um, and I use one called ketoconazole quite a bit if we've got really nasty yeast infections in those ears. So those would be the things that I'd really try to squash this infection as much as possible and then pick up on a you know regular cleaning maintenance after that. Uh, now, does your doggy have any other skin problems going along with that besides the ear? She's got uh, some dry spots on her skin that's come up lately since I changed her dog food. All right. And, you know, bulldogs, they are a breed that they're just a wonderful dermatological breed when it comes to veterinary medicine. They have all sorts of problems, allergies, infections in the folds between their uh, around their eyes, uh, in between their feet, by their tail. So they're definitely a high-maintenance dog. So I'd, I'd want to make sure we get you on the right products there, Joy, and, and, and get this really taken care of, because otherwise that's just a chronic thing, just festering there. But the, the only problem I really have with it right now is her ear. And her, yeah. and her, her nose, she tries to bite me when I try to clean it. So, ah, uh, yeah, did, yeah. Well, I, I'd say if I had your little baby here right now, I I'd, I'd take a sample from that ear, look under the microscope, make sure we got the right medicines, and, and get her started with some some medicine at home. Now, if that's not something she's going to allow you to do then in many cases we'll need to do a good ear cleaning um, in the hospital setting. And sometimes that's with sedation or anesthesia because in many cases babies are just too painful and you just can't go messing with that without them awake. So, um, you know, I'd say there's a lot we can do here and uh, I wish I could reach out across the, the radio lines here. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. What did you say the name of the, the stuff was? My favorite one is actually uh, called malacetic otic, and that I use a lot if there's yeast. Um, there's a lot of other ones out there that, are, that your veterinarian might carry that are comparable to that. So I would definitely check with them, get the baby looked at, and let's see if we can get those ears feeling better for you, Joy. Thank you so much for your call, and best wishes to your baby and all those wrinkles that you're likely dealing with. There you go. That's all we have time for today. Be sure to download the Animal Radio app. It's a free download for iPhone and Android. You can listen anytime you please, anywhere you want. Plus, you can ask your questions of our dream team. And head on over to our website at animalradio.com. In between now and then, we'll catch you next week right here on Animal Radio. Come. Y'all come back now. You hear? Yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. This is Animal Radio Network.